0: Pause for Mental Health, episode six. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pause for Mental Health. Today, I am joined by Jill Durant, and she will be talking about her experiences with pets and mental health. Hi, Jill, and thank you for joining me. Hi. Um, can you give me a quick introduction of yourself? Just tell me a few things about yourself.
1: Um, I have a dog and a bunny and maybe a fish
0: and... Um- and so you're going to be a junior this year. Yeah. Um. And you work at Dunkin' Donuts. How's that been? <laughs> it's it's good. I like it there. Getting money, making thirteen an hour. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs>
0: um. Can you give me a quick introduction of the animals that you have and have had in the past?
1: Um. Okay. So the dog that I've I've had a dog for twelve years now. His name's Fenway, and he's really nice and a good. Wait, Fenway Park. Yeah, and he's a good dog, and um, we used to have two hamsters, Bubbles and Skittles, and they lived their limit of life of two years, and then died brutally. It was kind of (laughs) sad, and um, we used to have two bunnies that one of them had babies, and then she died, but we still have um, her sister, who's really, like, funny and fat,
0: (laughs) and... I'm gonna get a fish um so why do you want to get a fish
1: um because I feel like I need to become responsible more and owning something like that would be like a fun way to become respons- more responsible over
0: things yeah like taking care of someone other than yourself Yeah. like if you forget to feed it it will die and it will be your fault yes basically um So, with any animals, but fish is, like, a good example, Um, obviously, like, they're very dependent on you for survival, and um, I know, like, for me, like, I have depression and anxiety, and sometimes it's hard to get up and do things, and having something that you have to look after is very, um, it's very, like, motivating, and, like, I was saying with Mary, with her hamster, like, it adds like a routine to your life, and so it's like every day you have to feed it, you have to clean the water, um, for your fish, and like, would you think that would add some routine that would help you get out of bed on like those rough days that it's hard to do anything?
1: Yeah, I feel like because I've so far already worked really hard, and I don't even have it yet, but I'm very excited to obtain it, and
0: yeah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> um, and I know you have a bunny. What's your bunny's name? Melody. Um, can you give me a little like tell me a little bit about Melody and is she yours or is she your sister? She's
1: like the family one. Most my sister mostly takes care of it, but like she I sometimes say hi to her. But um she she is very interesting character. Um she has a huge cage that she really likes and she likes music, which is cool because it goes with her name
0: um that's fun I have never like I so I have never had a bunny but my childhood best friend had a bunny and its name was bun bun and um it died but and I didn't know it died and then one time I went over and I was like oh where's bun bun and they're said in the backyard or something like that but um but I don't know bunnies are super cool to me again like something that I probably would never own but if someone has a bunny lightning whenever someone has a bunny I'm like oh can I I'm like can I see it because like no one has bunnies um and so for your animals do you take like for Fenway and the bunny do you ever take like are you ever responsible for what they do like do you like feed them or like change their bedding or like take them on walks and things Um, like that
1: Fenway um I take Fenway for car rides sometimes I bring him to Dunkin Donuts and he gets like a free little Treats, yeah, <laughs> and I take him for walks. I don't do a lot for the bunny, unless if it's like giving her treats, cause like she's a, she's like a a trained bunny. She like poops in her litter box, and like she's she's like a cat. She's the size of like a small dog, maybe she's huge, and um, she's just like really really chill, and like she. Um, I don't know my sister trains her and taught her how to spin around and dance and yeah
0: I did not know that you could like I probably am just dumb but I didn't know (laughs) that you could train bunnies like um like last week I interviewed London and she said that you can train rats which I did not realize that was a thing like it makes sense especially because there's like lab rats and things but like you can train rats to like literally like dance and like come back to you and but like again I didn't know that was a thing with bunnies but also like my my dogs are very much untrained so like um so I know that oh wait for you do your animals ever help you like when you are feeling like upset or sad or anything?
1: Um my dog I feel like he knows when I'm sad because like he'll like come into my room and if it's like cracked a little bit he'll like nudge the door open with his nose and he'll like hop up and like say hi and like lay there a little bit until I feel better. Because like my dog helps a lot when I'm upset because I can like just talk to him and he won't say anything back.
0: Yeah, just like a safe space, judge free zone. Yeah. And dogs are like very good at detecting, or like I only have dogs, but like from my experiences, dogs are really good at detecting when people are upset. And I think that's why they're the most common emotional support animal because they, well, first they're dogs, and then they yeah. can be trained easily, but, um, but they're, I don't know, they always seem to, like, detect, like, when you're sad or what you need, and, like, I know with Jacob and his dogs, his dog always wakes her up and him up in the morning, because he could sleep to 5 p.m., even if he fell asleep at, like, 8 p.m., and his dog, Emma, will jump on the bed and, like, lick him <laughs> to wake her up, w- wake him up, <laughs> um, which I think is really cool, but, um, and so you moved to Bo two years ago, yeah did your i know it's like a hard topic, but like <laughs> how was that transition for you like um it was
1: okay, I mean like trying to find a house here was hard, and so I lived at my grandma's but like my dog and the bunny was just like fine with it, like my dog loved my grandma and grandpa, and like they would he would just get food all the time from them and the bunny. My sister takes her out for like walks on a harness, <laughs> and like it was good for her. She was having a fun time, but I'm. It was okay. I I haven't been back since, so but I yeah. love
0: to. Um, did you ever um, like feel sad about? Well, obviously, but like, <laughs> did you ever like get like upset from leaving your old town where you knew everyone and like your best friend?
1: Yeah, it was it was hard when because we moved in the summer and no school was there yet so i didn't really have any friends for like august to school starting and it was tricky because like i didn't do anything during that time except for like just like go outside maybe and like i don't know
0: yeah especially because you're in a new area where you don't have friends to <laughs> teach you about like oh this is the quarry this is the end of the world this yeah. is what we do in the summer um And during that time, did you ever, like, get closer to your dog because it was kind of just you and your family?
1: Yeah, it was, um, I was, I would take him out for walks sometimes, and, like, it was, it was all good fun. And, like, he, he, so, like, because we would normally take him out for vacation, so he was fine with, like, going to a new place but I don't think he realized that this was going to be his house for the rest of his life (laughs) but I brought him around a few places like walking and he's like it's just a different atmosphere for him and I think he was fine with it yeah and it
0: was fun also your dog you said he was 12 right yeah he does not seem like he's 12 at all he literally (laughs) seems like he's like six like no he very youthful dog
1: he does not seem his age like I know people who has like old dogs like uh, my friend bella like she has a dog that's 11 and she's like very old and have like problems but family doesn't have any problems which is weird but he's good for you yeah good for me i guess but he's just like he's fine with like anything really like like there's no problems with him at all
0: um what type of dog is he
1: he's he's a mix between a lot of breeds with like like i think he's more like an english shepherd i'm pretty sure or with like all those energetic dog breeds in him, and that's why he's probably not like dying yet <laughs> yeah but yeah he's chill
0: um did you get him, like, when he, like, 12 years ago? or? Yeah.
1: we got him when he was a puppy, and he was found, like, on, a, as a stray, like, on the side of the road, and they saved him, and, like, 20 other people wanted him, but we were lucky and got him, which was really nice, but we tried to get a, another dog. We had another dog named Molly that I forgot to mention, <laughs> and we saved her from a kill shelter, and she was really mean. And she would like, she was really aggressive towards men and children, and especially towards me, but, like, she was, she was smart, because one time we tried to take her to, like, go back to the pound, because, like, she was attacking me and my dad, and, like, we decided to take her to the behavioral lessons, and she would behave so well during that, and then the second we got home, like, she would, like, she start was growling it. at me. <laughs> yeah, she was fake. <laughs> um,
0: I know that... Jacob's dog Emma, she they recently got her like within the past year and she to me I don't think that she has behavioral issues because I I love her a lot but um she is not as or like she's more jumpy than their other dog Lola and I know that um their mom wanted to bring her to dog school and I was I was like don't take Emma to military school and then your mom didn't like that comment but I thought it was funny but yeah. Also, the entire concept of dog taking dogs to, like training classes. Yeah. Is so weird because like I never thought about that. Like your dog just like would act good in school and then come home and yeah, be the being same.
1: Really mean. But um, we tried to get another dog after that, and Fenway, Fenway, like he's very antisocial and to himself. Like we tried to get another dog, and he just like for their meetup because we didn't want them to like hate each other. Like they, um, he, he just like saw in the corner and like hid from the other dog. And when we would, me and my sister would bring him to like dog parks, um, he would just like do his own little thing and like be by himself.
0: Yeah, I, I think this goes into my dogs not being trained but my dogs like do not behave well with other dogs even if the other dogs are well behaved because I have a Yorkie and a miniature poodle And both of those dogs are, like, small, yappy little dogs. But Chip is – he's really old. I got him when I was in first grade, so maybe, like, 11. Um, No, whatever. It's more than that, but whatever. But he's really old, and he got hit by a car a while back. And I've I've never talked about that on this podcast before. But so when I was in – I got him when I was maybe in kindergarten. But when I was in first grade in December, he got hit by a car. And at the time, he was, like – under ten pounds, and um my dad I was playing webkins with my sister, <laughs> and we were singing a song about my dog being bad because he like would go through the trash and like always eat the laundry on the couch and we were like just calling him a bad dog and that day my dad was replacing the batteries in his electric collar, which was on the lowest shock level because like again he was like ten pounds and we didn't want chip barbecue but (laughs) um i don't like electric collars but he would like roam around so we need to have one but my dad was changing the collars his battery on his collar that day and i was like dad don't do that chip's gonna get run into the road and he was like no he'll be fine we were playing labkins my dad came in and said girls uh we have to go to caves which is an emergency animal hospital because chip got hit by a car and i was like no he didn't and he was like Yes, he did, and Chip was in caves for, like, two weeks or something, and he was, like, in an incubator-looking thing because he he didn't, like, actually get run over, but he ran into a tire and had, like, severe brain damage, and so that's why he, like, he's always been an old man after that, but he's, like, extra old now and, like, just sleeps, but during that time, that was, like, a very, like, sad event because it was right before Christmas, and we actually know who hit that hit him because after we got him back from caves after like two weeks they left a note on our mailbox with a bag of treats and he was on an all soft food diet and they're like sorry about your dog getting hit by a car and um no the woman that hit him called the police and then a very nice police officer came and like literally like scooped him up off the ground and put him in his car and drove him to caves And there was a blood stain in the middle of the road for a very long time. And that was, like, literally horrible. That was, like, right past the stop sign. Um, I forgot why I started talking about that. But but after that, my dog and I, like, I started to care a lot more about my dog. Because I was so little. And kind of when you're little, it's just like, oh, you have a pet. And they're just there and they bark. Oh, but anyways, this story was my dogs are being (laughs) antisocial. I don't know why I brought that up. But (laughs) um, every single time... My dogs are on another dogs. They just, they think that they're a big dog. Like Chip especially, when he, he's like fat now because we we let them eat whenever they want to because I feel bad about being like, you're scratching your bowl, not eating. Um, but he thinks that he's a big dog and there's some there's a yellow lab that lives down the street from me. And, or I think, I think they're still alive, but there was a yellow lab named Greta that lived down the street. And now there's one that's named Ziggy, I think. Um, but sometimes they would wander into my yard and Chip would just go outside and start barking at it. And like this dog, you're the size of its head. Like there's no way that you would be able to, um, beat him in a fight. And same with like, anytime there's any animal outside, like one time Chip jumped on a porcupine and, um, (laughs) they just he got attacked by a porcupine because he, well, all dogs kind of do that. If they see a porcupine, they go after it. But I'm like, Chip, you are half the size of that. Like, what are you doing? My
1: dog, um I brought him to my grandmother's house recently and my grandma just got a new dog and he was fine with every other dog, but like, he would like go after Fenway. Like, Fenway would just like sniff him and then just leave him alone and he would just like start snapping at him. And I'm pretty sure my dog has like, I don't know, something, because when we still lived in North Carolina, he was attacked by another dog while my sister was walking him, Mm -hmm. which was probably traumatic for her, but um, (laughs) he, like, bit his eye, and, like, there was, like, a huge scar on his eye for a little bit, and he was going to need surgery, but, like, I feel like that's why he's very antisocial now, because of that incident, and the guy didn't really seem to care that much, and it was really sad. Yeah. But he's okay now. It's all fully healed and everything. But um, I wanna I wanna talk about me working at a zoo like as a counselor in do North that. Carolina because there was certain animals there that would, wait like, when
0: did you do that I never knew about that um it was like
1: I would like work as a counselor because uh the ga- so the manager there would like was like a teacher at my old school and so he would bring me there um it was like seventh grade summer and then I would go there and volunteer for like my hours and, like, my projects that I was gonna do
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's fun.
1: And, um, there was, like, certain animals there that, like, literally loved me, and there was this camel named Junior, Mm -hmm. and, um, I was there when he was, like, a baby, and then I would come back, and, like, he would be all grown up and, like, recognize me, which I think is funny, because he probably sees a lot of people every day, but, um, when I worked there, I'd have to go clean cages, obviously, and, Anytime a little kid was let in there, because, like, we would help, we would let the kids, like, go in and, like, help them out. But um, he would always just start attacking, like, the smaller children and, like, stomping on them. But, like, when I would go <laughs> in there, he would, like, calm down and, like, I would, like, clean his cage for him and it was all good. And, like, with the capybaras, bears, like, they weren't afraid of me or, like, any, it was, it was strange. And the birds there were really cool. I honestly, like, the birds... There was this bird named emily and she would just start saying that she loved me and stuff which i thought was really cute and like i don't know i just felt like an attachment to like those animals and i was like really sad when i left and i also saw there was um i think it was a tiger lion mix that had um like like a messed up paw or whatever and i got to be there when he got his prosthetic on For the first time, and seeing him run around was really cute, and it was really interesting. I'm pretty sure there's a news article on it, but I was there for that. That's so
0: cool. What zoo was that?
1: It was Zootastic of Troutman, North Carolina. Or something with a trout in it. I think it was Troutman, but it was, like, 30 minutes away from my house, and it was honestly so fun. Like, I would definitely go back and do that. And, like, the lemurs, they were so fun, and, like, they would just, like, hop on me, and, like, they were... They were so cute, and they were very energetic and lively, and you could tell that they all had their own little personalities, but, like, I'd be standing, and they'd just, like, jump on my shoulders and crawl, like, up my legs and stuff, and they really liked cereal, which was funny.
0: (laughs) Um, From that, did you ever, like, when you were doing that, or even now, have you ever thought of going into, like, a career with animals
1: yeah when I was younger I always wanted to be a veterinarian and then I was like wait like I have to I would have to be able to like put dogs down and like see like things die and I was like I'm not gonna have that but after that um I took an interest in uh marine biology because um I went swimming with dolphins (laughs) I have a lot of experiences with animals but I would, like, volunteer at this aquarium sometimes in Florida when I would go because I literally would love it there. And, like, the dolphins, like, I loved feeding them and, like, like playing with them. And then I went swimming with one. And, like, it was so interesting to see how, like, they have, like, playful, joyful little, like, souls. And it was really cute. And, like, I wanted to pursue something in that, but I haven't done anything since towards that. But
0: that's something I never knew about you and like that's just so fun like so um one of my uncles he is a some form of marine biologist and he works for NOAA which is like a government official um like science I don't know I don't really know what he does but he goes to Antarctica and has like been in close quarters with like leopard seals and other things and like penguins and And like, and he kind of, for me, that job does seem a little bit boring because most of the, (laughs) sorry, Uncle Doug, most of what he does is um, analyze like data. And that's like something that I'd be like, oh God, can't do that. But but just like some parts of his job just seem so fun. And I job shadowed him my freshman year and um, we went to the San Diego Zoo and we just talked about evolution for like two hours, which honestly was like, I that trip very much made me like interested in that topic and I still am but I don't think I would want to go to school for that long but but there also are so many careers that you can do with animals whether it's like um not very much money making things like um animal shelters or to the extent of like being like a zoologist or like some sort of um scientist involving that me that animals which is so cool to me
1: yeah um I when I was like you talking about penguins made me think of like I have been obsessed with penguins ever since I was like a small child like I would carry around a little like purse of penguins everywhere I would go but um I every time I'd go to the zoo I'd just sit and watch penguins for hours and hours on end which was fun for me as a child but like being up here, there's no aquariums, no zoos like that, so I can't really. Like, we
0: should go to the it. Boston Aquarium. Yeah, we should do that. The, that would be we, so the, fun. Yeah, we Jacob come too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So when I went to North Carolina, there was we went to an aquarium or something or like a zoo, but it was kind of uneventful. They only had like alligators because it's North Carolina, um, and like stingrays, which is pretty cool. But going back to like the penguins, I kind <laughs> of cut you off, so I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But um. When you were little, did you ever do the thing where you can, like, adopt a penguin? Because I did that, too, and I forget what I named it, but, like.
1: My aunt, so, oh, my God. So, when I was in kindergarten, I wrote a whole book about penguins and everything about every single one of the 18 penguins that were there. And I just, like, copied an internet thing for hours on end, and I was like, I want to publish it. And my mom was like, that's plagiarism. (laughs) You can't do that. But I probably still have it somewhere, but I would, like, draw and write all about the penguins that I would see. And then when my um, aunt adopted one for me, um, I literally knew everything about it. And I was like, this is so fun. Like, I love this so much. And I was, like, obsessed with that penguin movie, Surf's Up. (laughs) I love that movie so much. And, like, I don't know. I just, like, had an attachment to penguins at a very young age.
0: Um, so... It, from what I'm seeing, like, more than I thought, you sound more like an animal person than I ever, like, perceived you being, if that makes sense. Like, I know that you, like, I know that you are pretty close with your dogs, but um, do you think, like, would you consider yourself, like, an animal person?
1: Yeah, I, I would say that, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, Um. and I think that I've mentioned this in almost every podcast, because it's a very basic question, but, like, when... I know that you are like kind of an anxious and shy person not to like call you out, but do you, when you're in public, do you ever like go up to people and be like, can I pet your dog? Um,
1: it just depends. Um, one time I saw my favorite dog ever, like I was obsessed with Shiba Inu's for a very long time and I was like, can I please pet your dog? Like I've never seen one in real life before and they let me, but like sometimes I'm just like nervous to like, ask that question
0: yeah I'm like, I I was that exact same way and then Jacob very much is a dog lover in a little freak and <laughs> in a good way and every single time we see an animal even if we're like like a dog even if we're just like driving down the street he'll like point it out or like most times and since like being with him I have actually gone up to people and whenever I do that, like, I, again, like, I've said this in every podcast, but, like, I genuinely, it's just, like, such a big mood boost, because it's something, like, seeing, like, your favorite breed of dog that you've never seen in life before, it just, like, makes you happy in a way that, like, you're, like, oh, it's just a dog, but I've never, I don't know, like, I never really got that since before, because I have always just, like, been too nervous to go up to someone and be, like, they're gonna say no, or (laughs) something like that, but, um, now
1: with, like, with that, when people go through the drive thru at Dunks and they have a dog and I'll always be like, Do you want like a little like munchkin so your dog can have it? And most of the time they do say yes, but sometimes I'm just like embarrassed when they say no. I'm like, Oh um, okay, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> um, have you ever seen that so this is off topic, but have you ever seen that duck that loves Duncan and always yes. gets an ice water from yes. Duncan?
1: That is so funny
0: to me. I'm like, I want a pet duck just based off... Like, I literally have chickens and I don't like them because they smell bad. But I'm like, for some corrupt reason in my brain, I'm like, I want a duck because I'd like a duck. Um... So, I know that you were saying, like, how animals do improve your mood, and then, like, you really enjoyed volunteering and working at the zoo. Have there ever been situations where animals have, like, brought you down? Like, I know... Oh, yeah.
1: um, One time, um, I was just, like, checking up on the lions and turned around and, like, the lion sprayed pee on me. Um, (laughs) Yes! Um, there, uh, the... Birds, I mean, I loved them, but they would scratch up my arms for weeks, and I used to dog sit and dog walk in my old neighborhood, and sometimes the dogs would, like, poop in the house, which was frustrating, because, like, I should have been there earlier, but also, like, maybe they're not potty trained like that, but, like, most of the dogs are really good. I used to babysit a huge Great Dane, who was very, very shy at first, but, like, once... Once he got used to me, he was an angel, and he was literally taller than me. Like, it was freaky. And um, I brought him over to my house one time so he could meet Fenway. And the difference between their heights, because my dog's like a a medium-sized dog. Like, he's a little short, but, like, still medium. But this dog was massive. Like, he was huge. And he looked like a cow, and he was an angel. And, um... I used to dog walk these two dogs but every time they would see a dog they would start attacking each other for some reason and that frustrated me because I'm like like please don't attack each other like this is kind of embarrassing like um
0: yeah wait I just googled the average Great Dane height and they say there's an average of 34 inches so that's almost three feet tall and you are a very (laughs) tiny person and I don't know mesmerizing (laughs) um with your dogs, well, did you Molly your dog? Did you have her for, did she die no, or did you give her away?
1: We had to give her away to this woman who wasn't married and didn't have any kids. But for some weird reason, she would follow my mom around like a little shadow. <laughs> and she would, um she loved my sister too, but I don't think she liked brown hair and females and guys except like the brown hair exception being my mom because I think you
0: have curly hair I don't like yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) and um I mean she was sweet I just like remember her like biting my nose and like not liking her for that but like I would always like forgive her and when we had to give her away because she was getting too aggressive like I was heartbroken over it, especially because it was close to my birthday, but, like, I was
0: heartbroken. Yeah.
1: Because, like, any dog that you have and, like, have to give away, like, that's just sad.
0: Yeah, um, I know Eli used to have a dog named Barkley. You probably have heard about Barkley. (laughs) Um, but... I don't remember when they had to give Barkley away, but Barkley wasn't as good as Charlie. But I remember Bella was so sad when Barkley went away. And Barkley is a sensitive topic. We don't bring him up. But I, the other day, I remembered that Barkley existed and I got really, really sad. Like, he was not my dog. I saw him, like, a couple times. But I just was just like, I was like, Barkley! Um, and your hamster's them dying that was probably i've never had like an (laughs) animal well i haven't had a dog die before but i was also like little but having did how did that like was Um, that traumatizing
1: um so she was like two years old and she started becoming blind and she started bleeding like internally and it would like start to go out of her which was like really sad and we would find like blood in her bedding and stuff it was like freakish And I was really sick one day, and my sister comes into my room, and she's like, your hamster died. And I was like, no. (laughs) No. But also, like, it was, like, a finally, like, moment of relief moment in that way, because, like, she was struggling. She was kicking through for a really long time, and now, like, she's gone. And then my sister's hamster died, like, two weeks later. So, but we gave... Like, my family really likes animals. Like, my dad has had over 18 dogs in his lifetime. Oh. Some of them were, like, accidentally killed by, like, spaying and neutering accidents, which is really depressing. Yeah. But my mom had a chow chow that lived for a really long time, and normally they're, like, deemed as, like, aggressive animals, but my mom's chow chow, like, she died when I was, like, younger, before we moved to North Carolina. And she, like, my mom loved her to death. And, like, she was there for her for, like, one of her... <laughs> she was there for her for one of, like, her most traumatic experiences in life. And, like, she got her through it. And then, like, when she was pregnant with me, like, I feel like that she knew that she was going to be okay. And then she died. <laughs> no.
0: But, like... Yeah, that was, like, a protection. Yeah. Thing. I... um, We're almost out of time, but I think the <laughs> a very... Like interesting like cool thing about dogs is that um they give back what you give to them if not give you more and because I I know that some dogs that haven't been treated very well they are still like the most sweet and respectful dogs and will always like I don't know it's just like just as much as more than dogs need us we need them and I think that's like a very cool thing like I don't know I um Like, obviously, humans benefit animals, like, a ton. Like, especially, like, domesticated animals. Like, we have to keep them alive. You have to give them food and water. But um, the companionship between humans and uh, dogs is just so strong. And dogs love so unconditionally. um, Which is just, like, really amazing. Because not to be, like people won't be for, there for you but dogs <laughs> will but that kind of is the case it's the,
1: it's the truth and the thing is is that when I think about my dog is the fact that like he has known us his whole entire life and we have only known him for a fragment like a fragment of hours I don't know if I use that word right but like he was like we've known him for a little part of our lives like yeah 15 but years you have
0: been life. there for his entire existence and
1: like that's the thing that like makes me the most sad about when dogs pass is that, all they knew was you.
0: And yeah, then, like yeah. And like to go, I I keep on talking, so I'm sorry. But to go off that again, like um, I know like Jacob's dogs. They had previous owners, or, or like a couple previous owners, and it's so like, like how much how loving they are is so cool. Even though they haven't been treated the best, like one of his dogs was a hunting dog who got injured and then she was like freed because she wasn't useful anymore but and she was a street dog for a while and then or for like a little bit and then was with another owner and then came to Jacob if I told that story correctly um but she is like the sweetest dog ever I'll go to his house and Emma will lick my hands and like literally if I'm laying down she'll come on top of me and like hug me and like It's, like, I'm, like, I have known this dog for, like, under a year. Would you say, when did you get her? Like, a year ago? Yeah. Okay. For, like, a year. And she treats me like I'm the most special thing in the world. And, like, even sometimes, like, I'm mean to my dogs because they won't go in their cage and I'll just yell at them and I'll call them stupid. But then they still love me. (laughs) So it's, like, so interesting. I don't, I sound like I mistreat my dogs. I literally (laughs) do not. But... I don't know, the companionship and loyalty that dogs have is just, like, beyond anything in this world. And that's just, like, so, like, mesmerizing to me. I keep yeah. been saying mesmerizing, and but...
1: The thing about Fenway is that he's he's, like, the most interesting character. Like, I have never had a dog before, because I don't remember my mom's dog, but mm-hmm. I, like... If he wants food, he will bark at you and tell you that. Like, he will, like, be annoying. And sometimes he'll get, like, in a little angry mood and, like, start, like, hitting his paws, like, on you. Like, he will literally hit my mom sometimes. But sometimes when, like, he's, like, in a loving mood, like, if you, like, put your arm, like, on his back, he'll, like, put his paw, like, on your arm. And he'll, like, kiss you. And it's, like, the sweetest thing ever. And, like, he's just such a lovable little pooch. (laughs)
0: Yes. Um, So thank you for joining me today, Jill. That's all the time I have for the interview. But it was very special having this conversation with you and having you on my podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Before the end of this podcast, I have a few facts to share that I thought were interesting. Um, 20% of kids ages 13 to 18 live with a mental health condition. Um, And then in overall, 50% of mental illnesses begin by age 14, and 75% are noticed or begin by age 24. And one in four parents find it difficult to get their children um, services for their mental health, like therapy, or even any resources in general. I know for me, it was very difficult to get into therapy, especially now with COVID. There has been there's like month-long wait lists to get into therapy offices, which is very challenging, especially when people are struggling. Um, and the average delay between onset of symptoms and intervention is eight to 10 years. So from the point where people begin to notice their mental health issues and before they get, there is an eight year, eight to 10 year gap between noticing of symptoms, and getting help. Thank you all for listening to my podcast, and please join me next Friday for the next episode of Pause for Mental Health.